Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Conversations with Creative Vagabonds, Thinkers, and Innovators. This is the place where great minds come to chat, and I am your host, Sandra Lee Schubert, and welcome to the show. Everybody. I am so excited for our guest today. Um, Lorna Byrne is an international number one best-selling author, and she has more than a million readers around the world. Her books, Angels in My Hair, Stairways to Heaven, A Message of Hope from the Angels, and Love from Heaven have been translated into 30 languages. And Lorna has been seeing angels since she was a baby, and she sees angels physically with as much clarity as as the rest of us see people, and she sees them every day. So today we're going to talk about her book, Love from Heaven, Practicing Compassion for Yourself and for Others. And I sort of think this is a good topic for, at least here in the States, it's a good topic. Um, but anyway, welcome, Lorna, to the show. It's so nice to have you on. Um, thank you, Sandra. I'm I'm just so delighted that you invited me to talk on your show and I hope your listeners enjoy as well because that is that that's so important. So thank it you. Is. <laughs> thank you. And I, I, I wanna share the funny way I what happened with, with getting you on the show. I about a little over a month ago, I was at my book club, and we were all looking for new books to get. Now, this is not, we didn't choose your book, but this is what happened. I was going through my Kindle, and I saw Angels in My Hair, and I love that title so much. And I said, oh, that's so interesting. So I, I clicked on it to save it to look at it for later. And then when I went home that night, I had an email from uh, the woman that I talked to at the Open Center, and she said, to, she said, you know, I have these possible two guests, and one of them was you. And I thought, well, this is sort of like divine messaging, that here I just sort of found your your book, you know, flipping through my Kindle, and then I come home and I get the email to talk to you. And I said, well, I definitely, it's, you know, this is a message from the divine. I'm definitely going to have to talk to you. And, and, and here we are chatting. We're going to chat away about angels and love and compassion and all sorts of fun good things like that right definitely um i i have to smile because um it took me actually four years to to write the book the first book i had ever written um angels in my hair and when i was a child they used the angels used to say to me that one day i would write about god and us and that meant them and even as a teenager, they said it, and as an adult. And it was one thing I was always amazed at, because I couldn't read or write. You know, I used to laugh at them, just thinking that was crazy, funny, you know, 
no way would that ever happen. But I think deep in my heart, I knew somehow it would. And that one day I would say yes. Um, but it actually took eight years to, to write. And I know maybe your listeners are, are wondering how did all of this, this happen? And, you know, it, it was one day when I was um, walking home with my young daughter. I was married and all at the stage. And, you know, she was in the pram asleep and the Archangel Michael came up behind me. And you have to remember, to me, this is all normal and natural. I, I, I can't imagine life not seeing the angels physically as I see another person. Um, so it's, it's, it's quite normal. And I, I know people find that hard to, to, to accept. Um, but I always remember that day coming up behind me and teasing me a little. And, you know, I was a young mother. I was busy. I had two little boys as well. And, and they were at school. And I was hurrying back home. And I had a lot to do. And he just teased me. And I always remember that day was cold and maybe a little drizzly as well. And I just I just stopped wheeling the pram. And I actually got annoyed and you know, turned around and, and there he was standing there and I was ready to let a scream at him, you know, and he just said to me, Lorna, God has sent me. And of course, as soon as he said that, I, I stopped and he just said, you know, it's getting near time for you to write about God and us. And even at that stage, you know, as I started to walk and he walked beside me, I I just said to him, you know, how on earth does God ex- expect me to even write one book when I can't read or write? I just thought that was crazy, that was impossible. Um, and I'm dyslexic and I don't even, I hope I'm pronouncing the word properly because I've been practicing these last eight years. And um, he just said you know, help would be sent and and then he left and it was many years and all angels in my hair just became a bestseller straight away and, and that's one thing he had said, you know, not to worry that the books I write would become bestsellers. Now it has been very hard work and I, I, I smile at that but it was after my husband Joe had died that I finally said yes. And as soon as I said yes to myself and out loud in the kitchen one day, um, then things things changed. You know, that help that the Archangel Michael said would be sent. Um, and it was, you know, me, myself, playing my part, doing what I had to do, um, and even saying to the tiny few people that were in my life, you know, I'm going to write. And especially to a man I had said, and he knew I couldn't read or write, and he knew Joe had died. Um, and we were extremely poor. You know, things were really hard. And one day he just called to the house, and he walked into the kitchen, and he had this big box in his arms, and it looked quite heavy. And he put it on the table and he just said, that's a gift for you. And you can guess what was in that box. That was 
you know, incredible because no way would I have ever had money to buy a Dell laptop and a printer and Dragonette Speakeasy. And that's what I'm using today. I'm not actually using the Dell laptop or the printer because the printer eventually gave up. I still have the Dell laptop, but um, I still use Dragonet. I talk into the computer as I'm talking to you, and it prints out. It usually prints out pretty well sometimes, but if my voice changes, it doesn't. And, of course, that's always the time I give out to, to the angels. And, of course, Love from Heaven, which is just being launched now, and that's why I'm going over um, to do the talk in the Open Centre on, on the 23rd of February is for the launch of of Love from Heaven um, in, in America. And it is about, you know, compassion and loving yourself. And, and, and there's so much um, in that that I know that people can, can learn because the world needs a lot more love. And America needs a lot more love, I believe, at the moment. Um, I wish I had to ask the question and me not keep talking. <laughs> give give well, my fine. voice a break. <laughs> well, I I um um I lo- I love well the archangel Michael is my go-to angel. I have a, a statue of him um, that I I keep with me at all. You know, I don't keep with me. I should say it's he's in he's in my house and um um he's my my go-to angel, and um, um, so I I can appreciate that. And I, you know, it's 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 interesting because I when I was reading the book, and usually I would read front to back, but you know, basically I I, I just kind of went with how I was, you know, I was reading throughout the book. I was just opening to wherever, and then reading from there, and then I kind of went backwards and sort of read a bit about how. It distorted for you, and you know I know people have all sorts of opinions about whether people you know see angels or talk to angels, and you know basically everybody's going to be on one side or the other. But for you, this is something that you just knew from the get go, and it seemed to be just it was from from reading at least Love from Heaven that it was kind of a natural part of who you were. And you just kind of saw angels like you saw everybody else. And and I, I, I remember way back when, when my my father had died when I was very young. And um, it was tra- obviously traumatic for a young family. And I used to play with somebody that I called the Roman boy because he looked like a Roman boy. And I always considered that my angel as a child. And he kind of hung out with me and was my friend and we played and we enjoyed it. You know, he kept me company because it was, you know, my mother was really in a bad state and, you know, we were in a bad state as a, as a little family. Um, but talk, tell us a little bit about your experience of sort of as a child discovering angels and then how maybe how that's changed for you as an adult um, well I, I think your story is, is lovely there and that, that you have told you know the Roman boy is that what you, you called your angel at that, that time yeah, I believe they, that like was <laughs> yeah I believe that that was and, and that's I suppose one of the wonderful things you know 
children often see angels and communicate with them and a lot of adults just kind of think most of the time that it's 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 nothing real in that way but that angel helped you as a child to get through all all of that 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 you needed help with at that time of losing your your dad and i suppose going back to myself um the first thing I can remember about seeing um, angels was, you know, lying in my cot as an infant. You know, I I don't think I was, you know, I was only a couple of months old and, and my mom was, you know, bent over the cot doing whatever she was doing. I don't know. Um, and I trying to reach up as an infant to to catch the angels. But the thing is, I didn't know they were angels. I, I thought you know, they were part of the family. And it was only as I started to grow that, you know, um, they kept saying, I must keep it a secret not to tell anyone. And I was just such a small child. I think I was maybe the age of two or two and a half. And I was playing with my little brother in front of the fire and this story is in in angels in my hair and it was like as if, you know, his hand went into mine or mine went into his and I was just so excited because it all sparkled Um, and I felt such love and happiness and joy and it was at that moment that the angels said to me, Lorna, your brother is the soul that he had died before I was born. And I don't think I put that little bit into the book in Angels in My Hair, but it was at that time as well that they said to me when that happened that I must keep it a secret. I mustn't tell my mom, dad, or anyone um, that I see angels and that they were angels. You know, um, one of the most lovely things as a child was that sometimes when my mom was asleep in the chair, you know, I'd see my little brother sleep in her arms. But sometimes he was only an infant. And you have to remember, I was only two, two and a half, and I'm only roughly guessing my age. Seemingly, I didn't. My mother and father and my brothers and sisters would say, you know, Lorna, you never talked until you were two and a half or three. You you didn't you didn't bother talk. Um but I was talking but my family didn't realise it. I was talking to the angels all of the time. Um some people would say telepathically, I would say, you know, a one way and sometimes a three way system or a five way system and when I would be on my own I would talk out loud to them as I'm talking to you. And I think that's, you know, to me all this is, is normal. I can only tell the world. I, I eventually got the courage to to write. Um, and one of the fears I used to say to Angel Michael, and I usually only call him Michael, not not um, Archangel Gabriel Michael. Um, sorry, I'm dyslexic, so sometimes I say something backwards. So that sounded a bit out there that time. But um, all that I can do is tell everybody in the world and, and it, it's up to to everybody whether you want to believe or not. I, I don't force it on, a, on anyone at all. Um, it's that angels are real and, and so is God and, and so is your soul. You know, 
that beautiful soul that each and every one of us have that is inside of us, that is pure love. And it is just that we have locked it away so much love and that we can give to ourselves and and to everyone around us as well as nature in that in that way. And again, that's why I wrote the book um, Love from Heaven. Um, to remind people, you know, that they have a guardian angel. And that is one reason why your guardian angel never leaves you for one second. So you're never, never alone, whether you believe or not. And I'm always amazed people would say to me, you know, I always remember when angels in my hair came out first, and especially here in Ireland. Um, you know, a lot of people approached me and said, how dare you? You know, only Catholics have guardian angels. <laughs> You know, and of course, I I say everyone has. It's just not, I have never seen any man, woman, or child, and I always put it that way so people get it clear. I've never seen any man, woman, or child without a guardian angel. And I have been all over the world now in so many different countries. And sometimes my audience can be, you know, Presbyterian. Sometimes they can be Catholic. Sometimes they're they're Muslim, sometimes they're, you know, of all different faiths and religion. And, and sometimes they would say they belong to no religion at all, um, but they're curious. And it's always amazing when sometimes, you know, a rabbi or a priest or a nun or a minister or someone of, of, of another faith, you know, um, stands up and just says, Lorna, we love the way you talk about angels and then you bring God nice and quietly into it. I always remember when the first man stood up and said that. Um, I remember, you know, sitting in the chair and, and saying thank to him, thank you to him. I was up on the stage and as well, I was talking to the angels as well and I just said to them, so that's how God has done it. I never even noticed myself, you know, um, allowing people of all faiths and none to be able to come to the talk because I, I never realized that sometimes if someone belongs to a, a different faith, they think that they have no right to go to a talk, even though you're talking about angels, you're talking about love, you're talking about hope, you know, all of the positive things in life. And um, that actually amazed me. And one time, I hope you don't mind me talking so much. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine. <laughs> um, but the angels are doing this. They're saying to me, tell the story. But one time I was in in um, in the States, um, I think it was in New York somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I ended up going to a shop that, you know, sold books. I was doing a book signing and it sold a whole load of religious things as well. And trinkets of all kinds you know to me it was a kind of a a shop that would sell everything it was selling all kinds of things and there was a huge queue um, for me to to sign the books for people and the angels kept saying Lorna lock up now every now and then I lock up at the queue of people and then I would you know start signing books for people and talking to them for, for a brief moment and it was, and I'd better make the story short, but it was a mother and her little daughter 
And when they came up to me, um, the mother apologized and she said, I don't know whether we are allowed in this shop. You know, because they weren't Catholic. And I never even noticed that the shop was actually what you may call a Catholic shop. Now, we wouldn't have that in Ireland in that in that way. But she thought um, she had no right to be there, nor her little daughter, um, because they were Jewish. And, you know, it was a very sad story because she said she was standing in the queue and they were so nervous that somebody would notice they were of, you know, that they were Jewish. And she must have thought everyone was Catholic in the in the queue, but they weren't. They were mixed. Um, but why she came and her little daughter said, Mom, ask Lona, did Daddy have a guardian angel? And... Um, we spoke about the guardian angel and I said to the little one, of course your daddy had a guardian angel. And the mother said, I thought he wouldn't have had because we were Jewish. That, you know, and I didn't know that, that sometimes people of different faiths can get mixed up. But you, everyone, it doesn't matter what faith you are, you have a guardian angel. And even if you say you're of no faith, you have a guardian angel because you have that most incredible thing, your soul, which is that spark, that speck of light of God, that is pure love. And that's where the book Love from Heaven came from. And I, I know there's probably a million questions you would want to ask me in that. <laughs> but I know yes. I will be at the Open Center and I, I know I have to kind of help to promote the talks that I'm going over for. Um but on March the 25th, I'll be in um, the Marian Institute. I'll have to let you give the address because that's on a Saturday the 25th and it's called Living Living in Two Worlds. And Mark Booth will be on stage with me and he has written, I think it's called The Secret History of the World or The Sacred History. He'll kill me, but I'm dyslexic so I can get away with it. <laughs> So I better I better let you talk and, and that, that's all right. <laughs> well, it's funny because I'm also dyslexic and um, so and 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 but ended up become you know being a writer and and doing a, a show, which is very interesting because it was we were talking about earlier. There are times where words don't come out of my head. Like I can hear them in my brain, but they don't come out. I can't get them out. So it was kind of interesting that when I was looking for what it is I needed to do in the world, that basically I was sort of pointed in, in the direction of doing things that were, that are in some way difficult for me. Cause sometimes it is difficult for me to, to chat with people. Cause I, things don't come out correctly. And there are certain things like certain, certain guests have certain kinds of names or if they have certain kinds of whatever, I can't say, I can't say it. So I have to say, you have to say it. You have to, you have to give me that information. I have to do. Yeah. I have to do that all the time. Right. So, or, or I have to write something out really phonetically and, and break it down for me to pronounce it. So it's, it's interesting that, you know, how, you know, you you have these things in life, and then you you sort of 
go out into the world and, and where you think you can't do that, you're doing that. So you find a way to share this information with people through writing, even, you know, even though it, that's a challenge for you, but you've, you've got this, you found this way of, of doing it. But let's, let, let's talk a little bit because we, about love from heaven. Uh, I mean, I, I think what I, what I got from it was the, um, one, the idea that people, you know, aren't without love. They've just blocked, may have blocked it off or they've closed it off or they've done all sorts of things. And, 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 and you have lots of wonderful, lovely stories about seeing people, you know, with either love emanating from their being or, or their hearts are blocked off or, you know, just, you know, you're getting lots of, you know, you're giving lots of examples of this. So, so let, let me sort of bring it back at least to the states because you'll you'll be here and and you and you might see this. So we, you know we've had this election, and there's a lot of frustration and anger, and it's a very interesting sort of time, and it's it's um, it's a challenging time because you uh, you depending on which side you fall on may feel anger or you know, dislike or whatever that is. So, so you're the angels. I I don't know if they want us to be compassionate, but I guess they want us to be in touch with this kind of idea of love and compassion. So let me ask you. So if you, if, if a person is feeling anger and frustration or whatever it is, 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 do the angels suggest, do the angels have a suggestion about how to, transmute that so that you can sort of get to the other side or is there another side or do you just need to be angry there's i i just threw a lot at you on that one but you there's loads of um questions in everything that you said there um (laughs) and i think it's all it's all very beautiful and one thing that has amazed me is that you know i i wrote love from heaven back a few years ago and it has been published you know already all around the world but the angels told me I couldn't allow it to be published in America and I actually couldn't figure out why you know I I just trusted until now and I understand now in my own way why now because you know not just America is changing but the whole world is changing and I had to go over and because I had sold the book to Atria and I had to, you know, go over and meet the publishers and, and that. And when I was over in New York at that time, um, I was being approached by so many people that were full of fear, anger. You know, they were so afraid, you know, feeling unsure of themselves in, in every single way. And and I know a lot of people are still feeling that way in America. And, you know, Trump has been elected. And, and that's, you're, I think everybody is afraid of this man in one way, terrified of, of what he's going to do. And so lots of people I have heard are, you know, just so angry over there. But I think one of the things is, you know, either turning that anger into fear, you know, it's, it's getting bigger and bigger and you need to start to change that. 
you know, um, because fear creates anger. It's, it's like one bounces off the other, you know, and then you get hate and then you get wanting revenge and all of that. Um, so I think it's very important for American people to, regardless of what the president is doing of America, um, to pray that he makes as many right decisions as possible and just remember one thing, I think, and that is that, you know, he is um, your president, you know, and I know it's, it's up in the air. There's court cases we're hearing on the TV and all of that. There's there's a lot of, of anger, but I think it is, you know, to pray that he does make as many right decisions as possible in the end. And, and maybe at the, at this moment... It's very hard for American people to see um, right decisions at at the moment, but it's kind of you know you have to remember you have to go forward, and American people have to allow that love out instead of turning everything into anger and hate and fear. You know, reach out to each other and remember you are all Americans. Like I have written in another book that the angels didn't allow me to have published in America, and that's Stairways to Heaven. And in that book, I talk about, you know, the American gathering angels. I talk about so much in that book as well about America being, you know, the new race, you know, the huge part that America is going to play for the future of the world. And I'm actually kind of seeing some of that unfolding now. Um, so in one way, I have to trust as well. But I think the American people need to pull together and remember, you're all Americans. You may have been gathered by these American you know, gathering angels for decades from every, every corner of the world. And already God had some... Um, I don't know whether you call them natives now, but, you know, the Indians in America, so forgive me if I'm saying a word wrong. Native Americans, yeah. Yeah, God already had them there. You know, so they have a big role to play. All of you have a big role to play. And it is just, I think, what you need to remember is that you are all Americans, and you should be proud of it. And, and be that strong people that God has shown me you, you can be and you are, you know, be that important nation, you know, the gateway to the new world. I'm not telling you everything because you just have to get the book and please God, I will have it published in America. <laughs> but it is it is to, to, to remember that and listeners have the key. And I know every time I go over to America and, you know, I step off the plane it's completely different than the rest of the world. The vibrance, everything is so, so different. So I under I understand that, you know, everyone is in fear of Trump and, and some aren't. But he's he's looking on America in a different way maybe than other presidents have and he wants to make America great. I do believe that. But he's a businessman. And I have to say one thing for businessmen, a good businessman. If he finds something that's not working, he can change his mind and say, right, we're doing, we're doing it wrong. Let's go and do it the other way. You know, and I think that's 
that's a good thing. But this huge change is going on in the world. Like at the moment, France is going to have a new president and everybody is afraid of who that's going to be. Italy, with England, with Brexit, you know, other countries thinking of coming out of the UN. And all of that is going to change. But everything, I believe, will become more positive. God has shown me so many wonderful futures. Come on, we're dependent on America. We love you. <laughs> you start to love yourself, you. please. I adore we'll you. love ourselves. Love. Okay. <laughs> let, well, let me ask you this, Gabby, because we're, you know, we're, we're talking about practicing compassion. Now, you, you have this very active life with angels that you can see, but, you know, and... I've had this experience with angels that, you know, I don't, I don't doubt, but it's not like, you know, I don't see angels in a way that you describe. Is everybody meant to, to, I guess, physically connect or mentally connect, however we want to describe that, with their angels? Or is that just something that happens for some, some people? And, and the angels still are doing whatever they're doing, but... You know, I, I mean, is is I, I guess it's confusing why some people get to see angels and some people are like, well, and I don't know anything about angels. Well, the one thing I can say say to you, you know, everyone has a guardian angel and it's the gatekeeper of your soul. And I think it's very important to remember it never leaves you for one second in your life. Even if you're in the bathroom or having a bath, it's, it's there with you and it loves you unconditionally. You know, it's love for you. And not judging your body in the bath. No, they don't judge you in any way whatsoever. And I know that is, again, because of your soul. To your guardian angel, you are its number one. There is no one, no other human being in the world like you. And I I, I think that, that alone has been such a great message right across the world. And... And I, I think the other part of the question you, you asked there was, um, I keep take, taking it away from me now, so I'm giving out to them, so you'll have to say it again. <laughs> I'm, I'm just wondering if, if everyone is meant to sort of, to, oh, I guess, yeah. physically know their angels or talk to their angels as you do or other people do. Yeah, I, I believe I believe so because all of the time I just see the angels whispering to people. And I, I know lots of people out there, you know, they won't admit that they that, that they're aware of the guardian angel. Or or they might say, you know, I know there has been something there helping me all of the time. You know, at different stages of, of, of their of their life. Um, and I know that in the future, a mother will say, you know, to a child's guardian angel, I'm going out to hang the washing on the line. I'll be back in. Take it, you know, keep an eye on Johnny there. I know right. all of that, that will happen. So we we just have to, I think why God has me writing these, these books is and the angels is just to make us more aware because it's part of evolution. It's of, of us going forward in the world. And, and I suppose mm. that's what we have to remember today because of all of the big changes and you know, in America and all across the world is come on, we can do it, we can go forward. And I I believe we can and I believe we will grow spiritually as well. because that's a huge part of it as well, becoming aware that we're not just 
human beings. We're spiritual beings as well. That part we're kind of afraid of and, and yet excited about, but kind of laugh and snigger sometimes in that in that way. But knowing that listen, we, we need to allow that that part. And again, that's why Love from Heaven has has been written and I believe that's why it's only been published now in America because the people of America need to become aware of this part of themselves, that they are pure love and that it's okay to love you and that you're deserving of love and that, you know, and that there is no one else in the world like you. You know, there's, I, I know in the book I give a, a seven-day program that you can you can do, but I was saying, you know, the first one is kind of, recognizing that you are pure love that's what your soul is and the more you love yourself it means the more you can love others it's the more you can be more compassionate and understanding and it actually makes you you know happier and more at peace but it helps you as well to see more clearly you can see your what would i say is your path more clearly. You can see what's ahead of you because you're no longer um, thinking in in the way that, that you have been in the past because you have released more of that love that is inside of you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and America needs more of that. And I, I think America is a fantastic country. I actually don't know why God didn't have you know, the gathering angels bring me over to America to emigrate to America. But it didn't happen, but my sister did and some members of of my family have, have done that. So the Lord has some mm-hmm. of my family over there as Americans as well. So I, I think that's incredible. But he didn't allow me to go, but maybe I'm meant to stay on the outside and, and to me that's fine. Well it it seems to to at least in my mind that the concept of angels is, is limited because we we have a sort of a an idea of like the wings and the cherub and all of that. But it seems, at least in my my experience, it's you know that concept some t- will confine us and in the idea of angels. I don't want to say energy, but maybe energy is the best way I can describe that. Is that it's an energetic thing rather than just this kind of creature that we see. And, and when we, we sort of bottle the concept of an angel up, then we, we sort of in some way, it feels like to me, at least this is my experience, limit the possibility of what can happen because it's sort of like, then it can be only a Catholic angel or it could only be a cherub or it only can be this. But it's, it always seems like it, it's so much more than that. Um, and it's so much bigger than that. And I think that's the thing that always kind of amazes me in terms of my interactions when I, when I allow myself to have those interactions. And truthfully, I don't always, because it, it always feels a little too overwhelming for me. But so we we've got about five minutes on on the show, and um, um, 
I, I want to just uh, just give your information out one more time, and then we can finish our conversation, and so that we have time to sort of just wrap it up nicely. So, um, you your website is LornaBurn dot com, and 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 her last and Lorna's last name is spelled B Y R N E dot com, and you're going to be at a couple of places in New York. You're going to be at the Open Center on uh, Thursday, February 23rd at 7 p.m. And then at the Marion Institute on Saturday, March 25th, and that's Living in Two Worlds. And and you probably can, if you just do a nice Google search, you can find all this information. But the New York Open Center has information and and, um, and your website has information. So we've got just a few minutes. Um, a little under five minutes. So going forward, we've, we've got the idea of angels. What can people do in terms of just what what are some of the actions that they maybe could take to sort of practice compassion and love and all those kinds of good things for themselves and for the world? Um, I, I think maybe one of the, the first things is, you know, write out a little card or on a little piece of paper and stick it up on the fridge and just have written on it, I am pure love, because you will see it every day and it will remind you of that you yourself are pure love and that it's okay to love yourself. And I think I think that is very important. And just, you know, what have you got to lose in believing that you have a guardian angel? You have nothing to lose, only to gain. You know, it's like put your, I can never pronounce the word pop, properly, but put your citizen or citizen, I can't, but, you know, into a box, your your denial or, or your doubts or, or, or what you might think is crazy and into a box and, you know, dig a hole out in the garden and put it there and, and give yourself the chance. And because I think we, we all have to acknowledge within ourselves and it is part of evolution of, of moving forward and angels are beautiful and they are creatures created by God and they give a human appearance within themselves and only for they do do that I could never describe them otherwise um, but you and I are billions of times more than any angel ever could be because we have a soul that speck of light of God and I think you know, we, we just have to say to ourselves, it's, it's okay to recognize that we're not just human beings, we are spiritual beings as well. And you're not crazy or mad to acknowledge that within yourself. And I've met people from all over the world, and some of them are judges and surgeons and lawyers, and they believe in their guardian angel. And some of them would say, would my guardian angel be the guide I have? beliefs that is with me all of the time and I would say yes because it depends on what part of the world you come from or what religion or or even of none that you may not call it your guardian angel but you could call it you know your spiritual guide my friend you know that I believe is there with me all of the time but it is that one angel that is with you all of the time that never leaves you for one second. Other angels, and even, you know, the souls of your loved ones, 
come and go as well. And I always think that is beautiful when, you know, your guardian angel allows in around you the soul of your loved one because someone that you loved and you were very close to and that has died, it is only the human body that has died. That's why we do feel the presence of our loved ones at different times or they or they come across your mind or, or something appears in the house that you haven't seen in a long time and it reminds you of them, you know, and they're all, all signs. And it is, again, you know, to ask your guardian angel for, for a sign, but always ask for something simple, you know, um, and keep on asking. You know, one, one common thing all around the world is a feather. You know, and now I don't mean a feather that, you know, where there's loads of birds and there's loads of feathers on the ground. Um, but when you ask for a feather, most people would say, you know, I have lived in my home for 20 years now and I never found a feather or never saw a feather until the day I had asked my angel to give me a sign of a feather. And a month later, you know, a feather appeared on the table or I always remember this couple telling me, you know, they were so stressed and so worried and one of their children were unwell and um, one day, you know, they had asked for a sign from the guardian angel that everything would be okay and they asked for a feather and one day when they came back from the hospital, just as they opened the hall door, there was a feather on the floor. And they oh, said there was wonderful. never, ever a feather in the house. You know, so um, it is to ask for those signs as well. And just say to yourself, mm-hmm. what have you got to lose? And just remember, you have a soul that's that spark of light of God. And and you just need to recognize that you are pure love. And it's okay to love you so you can love mm-hmm. others more. Very you know, good. You can't love anyone else in the world any more than you love you. So if you hate you, you're just then an angry person. But if you start to love you, you become a softer and gentler person. But yet strong. It doesn't make you weak in any way. It makes you a better person. And you become more at peace and, and, and you see more clearly, you know, everything in, in your life and you become happier. And that's what okay. we need today very good well i i just want to thank you for 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 spending some time with us and and for the angels that were present and and guiding us and i've been talking to laura Byrne, and her book is love from heaven practicing compassion for yourself and others and you can go go to lornaburn.com and you can uh, get some more information so thank you very much for being on the show with me today Thank you, um, and thank you to all of your listeners, and I will ask for a blessing for, for everyone and um, whoever is, is listening. Thank you. Thank you. enjoyed the show it is really great fun to speak to people and find out what they're doing in the world if you are interested in reaching out on air online or in person let me show you how i am partnered with some great people some strategic thinkers and consultants 
to bring you the best services available. Call me at 347-560-1624 or email me at sandraleeshubert at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you.